everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. The goal of this podcast is to cover a vast variety of topics regarding mental health, struggles, share people's stories, and hopefully remind you that you're not alone. I hope you enjoy. What is up, everybody? I'm so excited. So it is Townsend. Tonight's topic, we'll be talking about the lowdown on Down syndrome with a friend of mine, Carrie Scott. I'm so excited to hear all about it. So we're going to be talking about the struggles she's faced, the ups, downs, just the entire journey through raising a child with Down syndrome. What's up? That was so quick. Well, one time. I'm so proud of you. Well, how the heck are you? I'm good. I'm glad. I'm nice to meet you, Townsend. Nice to meet you. I've heard all about you. And of course, I keep up with your stories all about your kids, especially Colton. It's like, it's such a sweet spot for me. I love, so I actually have a degree in speech therapy. So anything regarding speech therapy, I love. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, try to be a speech therapist, but not licensed. <laughs> Well, I know I'm super impressed by all the things you do with him always. Like, I feel like I could get good ideas just from watching your stories. Thanks. You're sweet. You're absolutely. <laughs> Without further ado, Carrie, thanks for joining me. I'm so excited. I know. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. Oh, absolutely. It is an honor to have you on here for sure. And I appreciate you taking the evening to yourself. I know, one, it's probably needed. And two, I know it's pretty hard to have somebody round up all your kids and your husband and get them out of your hair for a little bit. I know. I sent them away. I sent yeah. them to Donna's house. And You're welcome. They're happy over there. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I got a free night off. Yeah, exactly. They just think we're doing an interview, but really we're just hanging out. That's right. That's right. Perfect. Okay. Well, let's get started. So let's introduce yourself. Who, who is Carrie? Who is Colton? All right. Um, so I'm Carrie Scott and um, I married my high school sweetheart and we have been married for 15 years and we have three little boys ages three, six, and nine. And um, our middle son, Colton, is the six-year-old and he surprised us at birth with down syndrome so um it was quite a shock um when i was pregnant with colton i was only 31 years old and so um it never even crossed my mind that he might have down syndrome um my OBGYN offered to do the amniocentesis because that's what they did then. And I chose not to do it because number one, I didn't think, I didn't even think of the possibility of anything being wrong. And number two, it was a little bit um, invasive where they inject a needle into your belly and draw out some fluid and then they can test um, the fluid to see the baby's genetic makeup, I guess. And there's also a risk with that of miscarriage. And before Colton, I had already had two miscarriages in a row. And so I was kind of like, I don't want to even mess with that. So I did all my ultrasounds. Everything came back, like no red flags. And I even chose to do one of those like fun 3D, 4D ultrasounds. And nothing, nothing showed up. So when I gave birth to him, um, at 37 weeks, the nurse took him over to do the Abgar testing, and I noticed it was taking a really long time. And I was like, what is going on? And my OBG or my OBGYN went over and talked to the nurse, and she came back, and she said, Carrie, he's showing four markers for Down syndrome. Hey there. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to You're Not Alone with Townsend. If you're enjoying these live streams and podcasts and want to see them continue, head over to patreon.com slash townsendtmusic. Your support means that the research and time and effort that goes into each one of these episodes can continue, and we can reach out to more guests and do more awesome things in 2022. All right. Back to the conversation. I, you know, I'm super intrigued to hear that. I've actually never heard of how the diagnosis process happens. And I was, that was going to be one of my first things was how in the world did you find out? Was it at birth? And I know sometimes they do that testing, but I didn't realize it was so invasive. I didn't realize they had to actually go like put a needle into your stomach. Well, honestly, now they don't. Uh, So I guess you could still do it. Maybe I don't know. But my third son. Asher, when um, I was pregnant with him, I was terrified to have another baby because I was just like, oh no, like, um, what if he has Down syndrome too? And not that that we'd already been through that, we knew how to handle that, but to have two in a row is very, very rare. Um, So I was nervous. And so my doctor said at 10 weeks, you can do a blood test. And so with Asher, I did the blood test at 10 weeks, but with Colton, I don't think they had that yet. It's crazy how fast things change, like change over time. So with Asher at 10 weeks, I did the blood test. I found that he was a boy and I found that his genetic makeups was normal. Wow. That's wild. Okay. So for people tuning in, so I'm one of those as well. I am so excited about this topic just because like I said, I love everything about the genetic makeup. I love mental health. So I'm intrigued not only from Colton's point of view, but as a mother's point of view, like salute to you because I am just in awe of one mothers and there is no harder job than being a mother, but two being a mother of three boys, one of them with special needs from you. That is just blows my mind that you can keep up and you do the most amazing job so one shout out to you I follow you on Instagram and guys this lady is just so amazing like I love one of my one of my favorite things is that you treat him like the other two Mm -hmm. I love that like you let him be independent you give him what he asks for but he has to try to ask for and I love that you don't you know you don't like um cater to him more because he has special needs, I guess is the best way to put that. It's just really neat. I love that you treat him equally. Well, that was the advice I got from, I think it was our pediatrician. And she said, do not treat him any differently than your other children. You need to just treat him like you would any kid, just discipline him. If he needs to be disciplined, make him request things. Even if it's only through sign language, make him talk to you, request he needs to obey. You know, we take Colton to do everything we do. Um, if we're at the on the boat and we want to go tubing, Colton wants to go tubing. So there are times that he wants to do things and I allow it and I help him. I can't tell you how many times I'm the only mom at the birthday party in the foam pit because Colton keeps wanting to jump in, but he can't get himself out. So I'm in and out and in and out and dripping sweat at the end of it. But by golly, that boy is going to participate and he is going to be included. Uh, Man, that makes my heart so happy. I'm also tired just thinking about jumping into a foam pit and jumping back out. Is that sad? Like I'm exhausted just imagining myself doing that. Those were so hard to get out of. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I jumped with my nieces not too long ago on a trampoline and like there's a lot more body when you hit your thirties. 
Um, so I can't imagine a foam pit. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so I have to brag. One of the stories that I saw the other day, which I just, I wanted to bring up because I loved it so much. You're really big on having him talk and having him request, which I love specifically, but he said something about wanting um, a shake or a sundae. Milkshake. A milkshake. And so you were like, bye, George, we are going to get a milkshake because he said he wanted one. And then the next picture is just him like totally in love with this big milkshake. It made my heart so happy. Yeah, I know. When we were driving home, he just spontaneously, and that's something we've been working on is spontaneous speech. And for him to say, mom, milkshake, I was like, absolutely. And then the next day, my little one, my three-year-old was like, mom, can we have a milkshake? And I was like, no, (laughs) I love you. And it's, I just, we're not doing that every day, but when Colton requested it, so I have to be careful with that. Yeah. where that could get tricky that is amazing so Arkansas Down Syndrome just logged on I'm so excited thank y'all for logging on um if y'all have any insight feel free to throw it on here because we would love to teach more show more awareness but let's jump into it so for people that don't know I am I know what Down Syndrome is I've not had um, a firsthand experience with it like you have so explain to people that don't know what what even is Down Syndrome Okay, so um, Down syndrome is a genetic condition, um, and you're born with one extra chromosome. So most people are born with 46 chromosomes. You get 23 from mom, 23 from dad, and they match up perfectly. Uh, People with Down syndrome have 47 chromosomes, and the extra chromosome comes down at the 21st chromosome. You were supposed to get one from mom and one from dad, but instead you got one from one parent and two decided to stay together during the process of meiosis, if you remember. (laughs) That flash in chemistry. So two got stuck together. They didn't separate. And so they came down and made three copies of the 21st chromosome, which is called trisomy 21 but we refer to it as Down syndrome. Okay. It is our, uh, Colton's type of Down syndrome is called non-disjunction trisomy 21. And that's 95% of babies that have Down syndrome have that. It is not hereditary. So the geneticist told us, this is not anything that you and your husband had that you carried on, you know, passed on to him. This was just random. And, um, you know, I think one out of 733 babies um, are born with Down syndrome. So like, I think my chance of having a baby with Down syndrome was like 0.001%. And we just hit that bullseye. And, you know, at the beginning we were kind of devastated and heartbroken. And there was this like really long grieving process Um, and I'll never forget the moment that they placed him into my arms. Um, and I looked at him and I started to cry because I felt guilty that I was disappointed. And, and I share that honestly, because a lot of parents feel guilty that they were sad and any diagnosis is devastating And I think the hardest part about his diagnosis can't change this. This is a genetic 
makeup thing. Like it's not going away. And so as parents, we had to learn to accept it. But I also want to say like our knowledge of Down syndrome was like this much. Like I had seen people with Down syndrome in my life. I knew the word, but I knew nothing about it. And so my husband and I were scared. It's very scary to take, and he didn't even go to the NICU. So we went home two days after he was born and it's like, now what? Don't you wish parenting came with like an instruction manual? It's like, yeah. here's how to do it. Well, speaking of, somebody gave me this book. And I don't know if you can read this, but it says, Babies with Down Syndrome, A New Parent's Guide. And this is the third edition. I don't know how many editions there are, but this is the one I have. And I've been rereading through it just to kind of refresh my memory on some things. And, you know, it's, it's great. It's better than Google. Oh, you know? wow. Okay. So anyway, I, I've enjoyed like looking through that and just kind of reading. And so my husband became Mr. Researcher and he was like, you take care of that baby. I'll figure out what we need to do. I love that so much. That is awesome. I also love, um, your just honesty about it, your vulnerability, because I think we could all say if we weren't expecting it, especially, you know, you get to birth and that you're just so excited about what your expectations are. And when it doesn't meet that expectation, no matter what it is, no matter what diagnosis and you get there and then all of a sudden you're not prepared. And that's terrifying. Like even just thinking about it. Um, what I know, I know Down syndrome, you and I talked before, there are a lot of other health concerns that go along with that. So what are some health concerns that kind of go hand in hand with Down syndrome? And when did you figure that out? I mean, we found out right away because, um, so the first thing, and this isn't really a health concern, but this affects like their whole body is they're born with hypotonia, which is low muscle tone. And so in the hospital, they refer to them as floppy. And they're just the cuddliest, squishiest, little gooeyest babies because their muscle tone is low. Um, but it affects everything. Um, it can affect your digestive tract because you need muscles really, you know, to do everything. And so um, some of the main medical concerns, number one is the heart defects. Um, there's GI issues. Some babies have reflux. Some babies struggle with severe constipation because of the low muscle tone a lot. Um, you can also have like blockages in your intestinal tract. So um, sometimes I have to surgically repair if there's like a partial or a total blockage, you know, because you can't digest if there's a blockage. Um, they can have epilepsy, sleep apnea, um, I'm looking at a list I made, um, upper respiratory infections, hearing loss, uh, thyroid issues. They're more prone to having childhood leukemia. Um, they can have alopecia. Uh, Colton had dysphagia, which is a swallowing issue where you aspirate on liquids. Um, a lot of them have vision problems. And so that first year of life is like, as a mama, I quit my job. I was a teacher and I resigned because I was like, whoa, like we've got to go to all these appointments. I mean, they want to check everything. And Colton did have a heart defect. Um, his was um, an ASD, which is an atrial septal defect. That means between your right and left atrium at the top of your heart, that wall has multiple holes. 
so the blood can go back and forth. Now, in his case, that didn't affect his um, life, like he was okay. And so they just wanted to monitor it over the years. And I'm happy to report that at about four years old, the holes closed on their own and Colton did not require surgery. But that's not the case for a lot of babies. Um, there's a lot of different heart defects that can have and some immediately require open heart surgery as soon as the baby is strong enough. So a lot of Colton's warrior friends have had surgery. Um, and um, I will also say Colton did struggle with reflux. So we had to work on that. And then um, he had to have a swallow study done at two months old because he would aspirate on liquids. Um, and his pediatrician has been wonderful because I told her at two months old, after I feed him a bottle, he sounds really congested. And she said, let's do a swallow study. Colton had to have thickened liquids for like three years. And it started at like two months old. Um, thicken and his consistency was stiff honey that's what the consistency of his bottles had to be feeding a baby a stiff honey consistency bottle out of a nipple was I thought it was gonna break me like there were times he'd be sucking and sucking and sucking and then I'd be like you ate nothing <laughs> and so that was like really challenging for me because if I didn't thicken it appropriately, he could aspirate and get pneumonia. And you also had to be careful in the bath because if they swallow bath water, um, they can aspirate on it. And so that was one of our biggest challenges. But I will say at two years old, um, we had Colton's tonsils and adenoids removed and they also trimmed his epiglottis. So your epiglottis is like a garage door that like closes off the airway when you swallow and opens and his apparently was misshaped if that's the right word to say sure. but the ENT when she took out his tonsils and adenoids she trimmed it up and he and he eventually was able to wean off the thickened and now he doesn't need thickened liquids anymore and I was like <laughs> yeah babe. throw away the thickener throw it away oh what I feel stressed listening to this. Yeah, so I, here's the deal. When my mother-in-law and my mom would babysit him, they couldn't figure out the thicker the thickening concoction because I became a chemist. Yeah. And I would have to figure out the ratio of formula, water, um, the thickener, but it upset his stomach, so I'd have to throw in some rice cereal. And I eventually would just make it in little Ziploc bags everywhere he went. So they would know, just pour this in the bottle, shake it and let it thicken for a little bit. Um, but yeah, so Colton struggled with swallowing. Um, he did have a heart defect. He did have reflux. So we struggled with that. Um, his hearing has been great. He's passed all his hearing appointments. Um, so that's a blessing. He did need glasses at um, 14 months old, I think. We got glasses, and I thought, how am I going to keep glasses on a baby? But he would take them off, and I would say, glasses on. And I would just put them back on over and over and over, and eventually he stopped. Yeah. So. I feel like I notice a lot of kids that have the Down syndrome diagnosis have glasses on, like, you know, with the little strap that kind of strap on. And as an adult, 
it's the most precious thing I've ever seen. I know they get annoyed by it, but God's cute. It is cute. The colored glasses. Oh. And it makes their eyes like look extra big because they're like magnified in their little glasses. Oh gosh, it's just the sweetest thing. Okay, so I am super intrigued. I had no idea all those health concerns went hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So not only do you have this huge um, I guess surprise when you have a child and you think, oh gosh, I'm not prepared. And then you go home and you read all these things and you learn all these things. I feel like I would be panicked. I'm not gonna lie. Well, let me tell you, um, so you, my husband had a team from Easter Seals come to our house at four weeks old and it was a, a PT, an OT and a speech therapist because everyone told us early intervention is key. And they, a team came to my house and they evaluated him on my living room floor and he instantly qualified for physical therapy because it was low tone. So low tone affects it basically puts you behind in all your milestones because it, you have to learn to hold up your head first. And so we had to do strengthening exercises to work on that, that head. Um, and she would teach me exercises to do at home. And I had to buy a, you know, a big bouncy ball because bouncing is real good for engaging the core muscles. Um, and I would have to lay him in certain positions because he didn't sit up until he was 10 months old. And you have to be careful not to get that flat spot. And so we would lay him in different positions. And um, I'm telling you, Colton's physical therapist was like God's gift to me. She was in her 50s, had treated so many patients with Down syndrome, and she was like my second mom. She told me what to do. Um, she would be very honest with me. Um, and like my mom and my mother-in-law are super supportive. Like our families couldn't be more supportive. Everybody wanted to help us, but none of us had ever had a child with Down syndrome before. So there were some things they just didn't know. But um, my PT, she worked with Colton. She's the person who taught him to walk. And he did not take his first steps until he was 26 months old. And there were times like I would be crying, like, is he ever going to walk? I mean, we would practice and practice. And he refused to crawl. When they say people with Down syndrome are stubborn, I would put like his bottle out to try to get him to crawl to it. And he would decide it's not worth the work. I don't care. <laughs> he would not be that hungry anyway. He did not care. And so part of it was his stubbornness. Um, but we would just have to, con like he had this little walker, like a legit walker. And it was the cutest thing. And we would just make him walk the halls at school. And he finally walked on his own, like I said, at 26 months. And that was like my favorite milestone. <laughs> I was just like, yes, we did it. <sighs> that so, is okay. If you have videos of that, you have to post it. Yeah, you need to look at it because I have a picture of my grandfather with his walker and Colton with his walker. They're like 80 years apart and they we're driving, we called it his Batmobile. This is your Batmobile. And, um, you know, my oldest son, that's how he realized Colton was special because I never really told him. And he said, Mom, it's kind of weird that Colton's two and he doesn't walk. 
And so I was like, you know, I wanted to, him to love Colton for Colton. And so eventually we had to have the conversation and he was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, he loves Colton and he's so sweet with him. So I love that. Oh man, that is awesome. Okay. I love that so much. Um, speaking of like milestones and things like that, you've mentioned some like the swallowing, you noticed he sounded congested. You noticed he wasn't walking for a long time. He totally missed crawling. What did you first notice with Colton's developmental differences? Cause you already had a son before him. And so you kind of knew what was normal. What, so as compared to like your other kids, what was something you were like, okay, this is a little behind schedule. What was the first? Like, so when a baby lays on their back, like they, you know, kick their arms and legs a lot. And he would just like lay there. Um, it's really hard for babies with Down syndrome to get their hands to midline. There's something in the brain, right brain, left brain, that crossing that midline is like really hard. So like reaching up and like hitting a toy on a mobile was really hard for him. So she told me to like put it on the side so that he did, cause it's just their low tone. So even just laying on your back and trying to bring your arms up was really hard for him to clap was really hard for him. And we're talking like, you didn't know things were milestones until you like my older son, I took everything for granted. He just naturally did things. And like with Colton, we call him inch stones. Every little thing he would do, we would celebrate. And that's the beauty of Down syndrome. It's like, we're a team and we celebrate like every little thing you're doing. Like it is so fun to watch them grow and learn. And being his mom has been like the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. I'm so proud of that child and like, I cheer for him all the time. If you watch my videos, you know that like I am his biggest fan. And so right away, I mean, I noticed his low tone. Um, he was the best baby you could ever ask for. He didn't even cry. I would set my alarm to feed him. He was so good. I could take him anywhere. Um, I did take him to the racket club to a tumble and play mommy and me class as a baby because I did with his oldest or my oldest and um there were many times I would leave that class in tears because when you're in a room full of 10 babies it is very obvious that your child has down syndrome and it was really hard for me as a mom to watch it because as moms, we're told, don't compare your children. But we do. Like, oh, they're 16 months and they're not walking yet, but yours walked to 10 months. Like, you can't help but notice. And with Colton, you can't compare Colton to a typically developing child. That is not fair. That is apples and oranges. So I quickly had to tell myself, like, stop doing that he's not going to develop the same as them. Well, instead of focusing on how far behind he is, let's focus on how far we've come. And so even though I would leave those places sad, the next week I went back. And the reason is he deserved to get to go too. So 
I don't care how I feel. I may be uncomfortable. I may be sad, but I'm not going to let him miss out on an experience um, because of that. You're going to make me cry by the end of this one. This is just so sweet. God, I should have had you on earlier. You're freaking fantastic. You need to start your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like everything about Down syndrome and raising kids and all the inch stones. I love that you call it that. I feel like we should all, uh, we should live by that. Like inch stones, like today's inch stone was this, like just celebrate the small things. And what's really cool about that is I have several, uh, you know, like you said, you know, people that have children that have Down syndrome or the people in class, you know, you just know of them. And I feel like my whole life, the children that I know of that have Down syndrome, all the parents talk about is they are the biggest blessing. Mm -hmm. They are the happiest people in the world. Every, yeah. every, I day, day. I will say in our family, the extended family, Colton's the family favorite. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves Colton. My sister will FaceTime me and she's like, can I talk to Colton? And I'm like, I know you love him like that. My neighbor um, is a sweet 15 year old girl and she wants to go on to special needs um, as a career someday because of Colton. She loves him so much. And um, it's just really sweet to see people with him. He is, I, I know I said when he was born, I cried and I was sad. And now I'm like, we hit the jackpot. Like he is precious. And I just, yeah, for those who don't know, you should see this face. He's you. He's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. He's so cute. I can't handle his cuteness. His big blue eyes just look at me. I know. And they're like magnifying with his little guy. He's just the cutest thing. I'm pretty sure did he would be. The, did you see the video so today with him eating ice cream? Yes. So I was putting his, he was sitting at the table eating his dinner. And I took little brother to the bathroom to start the bath because he was a mess. And I came back to get Colton and he has a, the giant container of chocolate ice cream and a spoon. And he just looks at me like with this look. And I'm like, Colton, who gave you chocolate ice cream? And I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, he's so funny. He makes us laugh all the time. That kid would be so overweight if he lived with me because he, he would say things like milkshake and I'd be like, okay, you can have whatever you can have 10. You want 10 of them? Okay. Okay. Like I, that face, I could never tell that face. No. And that would get me in really big trouble. I think, I think one of my favorite videos you posted the other day. So we were talking about earlier. I love how you include him with your other kids. You don't treat him like he has a disability. You go out and you play with him and you let him learn his lessons the way a kid should learn his lessons. And you posted one not too long ago, which I loved. And it was, they had this little, I don't know what it is. It's like a little bike thing that drives. The, yeah, the, go-kart. Yeah, a go-kart? That's what we call it, the go-kart. The go-kart. So the kids get in it and they're just flying and driving. And he insists that he wants to drive it. And so you're like, okay, fine. So he gets in, well, he only knows how to turn it. So he's going in these like super fast circles, like, and you're like, you, you wanted to drive it, like learn it. Well, and he, we have to watch out. The whole family was like, back away, back away. You will take out your ankles. He does not know. He doesn't understand how to turn it. He just goes one way. Yeah. And 
spins and spins and spins and he loves it. But I'm like, you know what? It's Coe's turn. He gets to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he's not throwing up by the end of it, but he's just spinning circles, like thinking he is running the world. And I love it so much. Um, so you were talking about, you didn't know much at all about Down, Down syndrome beforehand. And then all these things that come along with it. So for me and for this You're Not Alone podcast, one thing that I love to touch on with every topic is what does self-care look like for you? Because as a mom of not only someone with Down syndrome, but three boys under the age of 10, that's a lot going on. What does self-care look like for you? Does it happen? What, what advice would you give mothers that need self-care? What helps you? Well, um, so Colton, um, his first year of his life was extremely stressful. Um, by one years old, he qualified for PT, OT, speech, and feeding therapy. He would have uh, like eight hours a week of therapy, and I would have to take him to those appointments. And bless his sweet little heart, he'd have to go as a one-year-old three hours in a row for therapy, and he would just fall asleep. And I was like, this is terrible. And I constantly felt like at home, I was like wearing all these hats of like PT, OT, speech therapist. I need to do more. What can I do for him? How can I help him? And I was like, oh, and I'm going to tell you on the Enneagram, I'm a three. I'm an achiever. Like, I want to be good at this. And so I was constantly like, I was a teacher and now I'm a stay at home mom. Like, what is my role? And that was really hard for me. So at 18 months old. When Colton was 18 months old, I made the decision to enroll him full time in a developmental preschool. That was the best decision I ever made. He could be at school. I could get a break. My oldest was in school. Colton was in school. I didn't have a third one yet. Um, but even now, my third one is in preschool because I'm a better mom when they go for a little bit. And then I get them back. I can't do the stay at home all day, every day. So part of my self-care was sending them to school. And Colton has learned so much. I have to praise his developmental preschool. They, those PTs, speech therapists, OTs, his teachers, they have helped us so much. They, they're honest with us. They give us feedback. They tell us home programs. So um, their schools have really helped me. I also, um, for self-care, um, my husband and I are about to go on a trip without our children and my mom and dad, my mom and dad don't live here, but they're flying in town and they're going to man this ship while we go for our 15th anniversary. And we're going to go away for five days and just like chill. And then I also joined a women's Bible study on Tuesdays. And that allows me to have some um, friends that can just pray with me and I can talk to and just instead of just be mom all the time, I get to go and be Carrie and I'm a very social person. And so I needed something for me. And so I joined a women's Bible study. Um, and then, of course, a girl's night every now and then with my friends, my husband will take the kids and let me get out of here. And so love it. I love it. I think that's so important. You know, we talked about earlier, uh, my grandfather was a pediatrician. He was fantastic, won tons of awards, was way knowledgeable before his time. And one thing I remember 
I'm talking from as early as I can remember was he would say the hardest job there ever is, is to be a mom. And especially a stay at home mom, you're just, like I said, you wear all the hats, you feel like you just can't do enough and you're stressed 24 seven, the, the clock never stops. And so you're just working 24 seven. So I'm glad to hear that you found a system that works best for you. That is fantastic. Cause I actually was worried about, yeah, you seem like an overachiever in all the greatest ways, but I know that's a really heavy weight to carry. So um, yeah, I, I just thought she teaches this kid 24 seven and then has other two kids hanging on her plus being a wife, like, whew. I know. And I will say every year, my husband and I take our oldest snow skiing and we leave the little two home with grandparents and it allows us to have time with just him. I'm real big on having one-on-one -on -one time with each one of my kids because um, Colton's special. He requires special attention, but he's not overly demanding, honestly. The first few years were, but he's kind of leveled out now and he's pretty chill. And so we really try to focus time on all of our kids so that nobody feels left out. Um, and so I do go, we do take little trips sometimes, weekend getaways. And so that's fun. I love that. That'll be such amazing memories for those kids once they get older. Um, what do you feel like, you know, you showed that book earlier. What do you feel like was the most helpful? So you talked about, you know, the PT that was like another mother for you through those times. You talked about that book a little bit. Was there something else resource wise that you feel like was super beneficial? Um, my favorite thing that's um, been just finding other families on social media that have children with Down syndrome. I feel like when you get on like online Google and you Google it, it's like oh, overwhelming, like all this information and all these health concerns. And it's like, I have to tell you, Colton has been blessed with health. Um, he has not spent time in the hospital. He didn't require a lot of surgeries. He's been in school. He rarely misses school. He's been very lucky. And um, so I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, when you get online, like everything's negative. Like even for me, I'm like, I kind of have a congestion. So I'll Google it. And it's like, you're dying today. <laughs> yes, so I can imagine like actually Googling my child being like, oh God. Yeah. It's terrifying. And so my husband was like, don't Google it. Like, let's just, so anyway, I got on social media and I got connected with some families on Instagram who have kids with Down syndrome. And just like I share Colton, you get to see these kids and what life is like with a child with Down syndrome. And you realize like, this isn't bad. This is so precious. This is sweet. This is fun. Look how smart they are. Look how capable they are. And you know, to me, that was super helpful. And there's also a lot of Facebook groups that I joined. And so if you have a concern or a question, I'm in a group on the Down Syndrome Diagnosis Network, and it's the 2016 birth group. So everybody in that group has a child with Down Syndrome, like in Colton's H group. So if you want to talk about potty training or you have a question like, hey, my child's doing this. What's your child doing? What should I be doing? It's advice from moms who are in the same shoes as you. And so there's a lot of groups. There's um, the Arkansas Down Syndrome. Um, let me see if I say it right. The Arkansas Down Syndrome Network. That's a Facebook group. And then there's a Central Arkansas Buddy Talk group. 
And so you can connect with all these moms in your area. And um, some states will do like um, on World Down Syndrome Day, they'll get together and do like a balloon release. And so you can meet other moms. We also got a Gigi's Playhouse here in Little Rock, which is a Down Syndrome Achievement Center. And we were starting to go and then COVID happened. And so that kind of slowed everything down. So we haven't been really connected with that since. But the, down, the Gigi's Playhouse is in 27 different states. And so um, some are coming soon, but that's a place where you can go for like tutoring and stuff. And Colton's not quite there yet because he hasn't entered school yet. But um, so there's a lot of places on Facebook, social media where you can get connected. They have conventions in different states, um, like a Down syndrome convention. I think the last one was supposed to be in Denver, if you want to go to that. And so and anywhere you go, if people see you have a child with Down syndrome and they have a child with Down syndrome, they like beeline it to you. Like, I want to meet you. Let's talk. Let's be friends. <laughs> Help. <laughs> I, I love that so much so um the Facebook I love that you mentioned those groups so I may actually hit you up after this and have you if you don't mind like send me the names of them so that I can post them okay. uh, because I've had a lot of people message me wanting connection type things just kind of where to go or what to do because like you said it's a surprise and you're just kind of like where do I go from here what do I do um so you talked about your self-care, like what it looks like for you. What does self-care look like for Colton? What does he do to kind of de-stress? Because I can't imagine just like school, 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 learning, learning, development, development. Like what does he do to like calm, cool, relax? You know, a lot of times he comes home and he goes straight to his room and he can turn on the light and he'll shut the door and he plays with his toys. He uh -huh. has... Um, he loves things that talk to him that light up. So any kind of book that has a push button, he'll sometimes I'll just find him sitting in his bed, flipping through his Paw Patrol book and you push the pages and it talks to you. Um, so he loves kind of some quiet time after a busy day at school. Um, he also loves to watch TV. So he has certain shows that are his favorite and he will bring me the remote mom show. Like, what do you want to watch, Colton? Paw Patrol movie. Okay, Colton. Like, he will tell me. He loves Sing 2 right now, and he knows all the songs. He'll say, Mom, Johnny, fight. And that means the scene where the gorilla at the end of Sing 2 has a dance thing, and he wants to sing it and watch it. And he loves music. So um, any kind of music, like if we have a dance party, he's like on cloud nine. He loves to dance. So that's kind of what he does. Yeah, I love that so much. Man, that's awesome. I feel like he and I would be real good friends. Like one milkshakes, count me in, ice cream before dinner and dance parties. Like he is speaking my language right now. And his favorite thing to eat, mom, cheeseburger <laughs> all the time. He always wants a cheeseburger. And I'm like, not tonight, Colton. <laughs> I thought it couldn't get better. He just gets better. The more you talk about it, I love it so much. Yep. So what, okay, so I asked people to ask questions and I had a couple people write in something that they wanted to know was, and you kind of touched on this earlier, but your life perspective, like what do you feel like changed the most once Colton came into your picture? So you talked about, you know, 
he, the inch stones and celebrating the small things in life. But how did your life perspective, I guess would be the best way to word it, change once Colton was in the world? Well, I told you I'm an achiever. Yeah. And, you know, I was always the kind of person who's like, I've got to get straight A's. Like, I want to graduate. I want straight A's. I want to be the best. I want to step, you know, and I feel like I chilled out a lot in terms of like my oldest at school. I feel like I might have been harder on him with grades. But now that I have Colton, I'm like, you have this natural ability God gave you. And I'm so grateful for that. As long as you're trying your best, I'm okay with that. Like you don't have to be this straight A perfect student. And so I think Colton just taught me to like, calm down, chill out. It is not the most important thing to be the valedictorian of your high school. It is okay if you're not the greatest athlete at your school. Like it's okay. Every child is different. And so I look at all of my kids differently now and I see their strengths and like, I'm so grateful for each one of them and the flavor they bring to our family. And so he's totally changed my perspective. And I just like, I'm grateful for their health and I'm grateful for the fact that they are reaching milestones. And when I look at kids now, I think, I wish their parents knew not to stress about the milestones because all kids are different. They all do things in their own timing. And um, I also look at people with Down syndrome differently. I mean, I just have such a heart for them. I know how hard they have had to work just to try to keep up and they're not going to keep up. And you know, they just live life with this joy. And like Colton finds joy in the simplest things. And I love that about him. And so he's taught me to be patient, to be more kind and accepting and loving. And so is that, is that, is that? Yeah. yeah. Thousand percent. Do you feel like he has noticed a difference between him and other kids or him and your other sons, or do you feel like he's at that age yet? No, he doesn't know yet. He, um, he doesn't know. He just thinks he's like everyone else. And you know, he just wants to play and he wants to be included. And let me tell you, I can't tell you how many times he runs onto the football field or the baseball field during a game. <laughs> like he knows when I'm not watching and, like one time he ran onto Weston's football field in the middle of the game and I had to sprint out after him and grab him and carry him back. Like he wants to be on the team. Um, he wants to play. He does not notice at all that he's special. He yeah. does. I love that so much, man. What a blessing though. Oh yeah. And I know eventually he'll probably notice, you know, he'll get there, but you know, I've already thought about like, what am I going to tell him? And I'm going to tell him that God made you perfect and you are exactly who you are supposed to be, and you are awesome. And just, you know, we celebrate everyone in our family for their special talents and gifts, and he has so many wonderful qualities, and, you know, we're gonna make sure he knows that. Yeah, I love that so much, man. He, he was blessed with some good parents. I love that so much. <laughs> um, okay, so we, again, we talked about this a little bit, but where would you refer people in your same shoes 
So let's do, let's split it into two questions. So one, where would you refer them to? Or if they're looking for advice, is there, would you recommend that book that you showed or is there something else you would recommend more? Um, I mean, this, this, what I love about this book is it goes through every possible health complication and explains it. It explains that there's three different kinds of Down syndrome. Uh, like I said, 95% of people have non-disjunction, which is what Colton has, but it explains a lot and it has quotes from parents. Um, so I definitely think as a new parent, this is a great read. Um, it can be overwhelming. So you can kind of look at what you need to look at. Um, but like for us finding Colton's developmental preschool and in like he in getting therapists on board immediately that early intervention piece was the best thing we ever did for Colton and I have zero regrets because I mean you can't start earlier than four weeks I mean we immediately decided to get the ball rolling and we live Arkansas has a great Medicaid program I realize other states um, have different guidelines and rules but like Colton was able to start therapy right away and qualified for Medicaid. And that's been a huge blessing to our family because, you know, he can get his therapy and we're not having to worry financially. That was actually going to be my next question was I've done a lot of these live streams and people talk about, you know, services, counseling services, therapy services. And a lot of people ask like, how do I do that if I can't financially afford it? So, um, Arkansas Down Syndrome actually just put a link on here and I'll post that as well, but www.ardownsyndrome.org would be a good reference to go to for sure. But that's good to know. Um, so just kind of look up Medicaid and all those things, I suppose. Yeah, we um, applied for TEFRA okay. and so it's a secondary insurance. So we have insurance through my husband's work and then Colton has a secondary insurance called TEFRA. And we pay monthly for that, but it's not a big, it's really not a lot when you think about all that he's getting. Now you have to fill out the paperwork annually. <laughs> That's not my favorite. Every time I'm filling it out, I'm like, this will be worth it. This will be worth it. And so the paperwork can be overwhelming in the beginning. Um, but it is worth it. And that's what our pediatrician told us immediately was apply for Tefra. And so we did that. And uh, that's been a huge blessing. That is good to know. That is awesome to know. I can share that for sure. Because um, again, like I said, a lot of people ask, even adults like regarding counseling services, things are just so expensive. So it is amazing to know that Arkansas is at least up on that. I love that so much. One more thing. What advice would you give people in your same shoes? So we've talked about where they can turn to what books to read, what your self-care looks like, all those things. But when it comes down to it, what do you feel like the advice you would share would be? Um, the, let's see. There's a lot of, that's a loaded question. Uh, You'll be here all night. I mean, I think the thing is like, don't give up. There are times these milestones can take way longer than you want them to. I mean, I can't tell you how many times like I've reached my breaking point and I'm in the shower crying. Like, is this ever gonna happen? Because there's times as a mom, you're like, I'm doing all the right things. We're practicing every day. We're going to therapy. I'm not seeing any progress. But I promise you inside, things are working on Colton. 
and it may take, I can't tell you how many times we took him potty. Time to go potty, let's go potty. And I just would cry in the shower like, oh my gosh, we're not making any progress. And then one day, boom. And it's usually after you have an emotional breakdown and you're at your wits end. And then they're like, okay, guess I'll go ahead and start walking now, mom. And you're like, seriously? And it's worth the wait. So I, I've always said it's all about repetition, consistency, patience. Don't give up. You keep pushing and pushing. Do not limit these kids. Don't limit them. Colton gets on that tube and he tubes. And someday he's going to get on some snow skis and we're taking that boy snow skiing. We just keep pushing, 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 pushing. So I would say, don't give up, trust the process and um, find your support system. Our family has been amazing. Our therapy teams have been amazing. Um, I've just been so impressed by people's reaction to him in public. Um, people watch how we interact with him in public and you know, when people talk to him, I'm like, Colton, look him in the eyes and say, hi, I'm Colton. And I make him engage and talk and everything's a teachable moment with him. So, um, yeah, I would just say it's just, it's quite a journey. We're taking the scenic route and that's okay. It's beautiful. It's fun and it's hard. It's challenging and it's okay to break down and be sad and frustrated, but don't live there. Pick yourself back up. Tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> I, I I feel motivated. I don't even have a child with Down syndrome. And I'm like, yeah, don't give up. Yeah, live life, scenic route. <laughs> and tomorrow I'm going to be like, yes, this was an inch stone. I'm so proud of myself. I yeah. just milkshake. I know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Carrie, thank you so much for joining. This has been fantastic. This is one of my favorite ones for sure. You're a fantastic speaker. One, I love that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what will happen, which you and I've talked about before, my followers know I will take this, I'll convert it, edit it, do everything. I'll let you know when it will be live on my podcast. So it'll be available on all streaming services as well as my YouTube channel. So people can go back and watch it no matter if you have Instagram or not. And then of course this will be on available on Instagram later as well. But I just want to thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And also thank you. I want to say to everybody out there, if you have not spent time with a person with Down syndrome, you need to figure out a way to, because Pete Colton will bless your life. Um, and these babies are so loved and so wanted and a world without Down syndrome would be really, really, really sad. I feel like they make the world a little bit more colorful. Yes. I mean, Colton is just the most precious. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I just look at his face and just want to kiss him to death. Like, I love you. I'm so happy to be your mama. Mama, I am proud of you. <laughs> That's so much. So it was fantastic. Thank you. And I hope you have a great evening. Thank you. And sometime you need to meet Colton. Okay. I was gonna say, you know, what would be the best story is if I go live with him and show people Colton. That would be so You cool. could. He's pretty fun if he's in a good mood. <laughs> he's not always happy. That's me. That I am the same way. I'm not fun when I'm not in a good mood. That would well, be. Thanks. I would love to anytime. Okay. Thanks, Tim. Have a good evening. 
If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform at Townsend Team Music for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. And they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty. Selena with Impact Coaching and Consulting is a certified life coach who helps women find harmony with their faith, family, and career. She offers a virtual goals workshop, mastermind group, and a one-on-one -on -one private coaching where she helps you identify your deepest purpose, develop a roadmap to reach tangible goals, and encourage you to overcome any obstacles along the way. Selena's worked with hundreds of business professionals throughout the United States, including small business owners, direct sales associates, chiropractors, financial advisors, real estate agents, doctors, professors, teachers, and many more. You can follow her at coach underscore Selena on Instagram and Impact Life Coaching on Facebook. You'll love the encouragement and the practical tips for finding harmony in your unique life.